0: As we continue Ghost-tober, as Halloween comes near. With everything else that's going on, I'm going to continue with the ghost theme for this Ghost-tober. And we're going to talk about some urban haunted legends here in San Francisco. Stories that you might have heard. Stories that you wonder If they're real or not. So in this episode, we're going to talk about urban legend haunted San Francisco. So let's get this started. Welcome, everyone. It's The Daily Podcast with your host, Eric B. I am going to stick to the theme of Ghost-tober. And while I'm sticking to the Ghost-tober theme, let's play some Ghost-tober music. And again, I'm going to talk about haunted San Francisco areas in San Francisco. You know, last time I played this and I had music like this in the background, it was really freaking me out. Let's try to find something else that's a little more appropriate. That's not going to freak me out. Well, now it's already going to freak me out because I'm already hearing what the sound sounds like. But we're going to continue with what we're talking about. We're going to talk about ghost stories that you probably know about San Francisco, either whether it's an urban legend, a myth, or something that you didn't even know existed. So today we're going to dive in a little bit and talk about some urban legend ghost stories. And we're going to start with the most infamous one here in San Francisco. You grew up in San Francisco. Anywhere in San Francisco. Go to Golden Gate Park. There's an infamous lake called Stow Lake. And it has a story of the lady in white. Lady in white who roams the lake. Now, the popular ghost tale which dates back more than a century, has two different beginnings. Some say the white lady or the lady in white got caught up in a conversation, failed to notice that the stroller had rolled away and her baby had fallen into the lake. She spent a daze and she spent nights searching the area, asking anybody, have you seen my baby? Before, Again, she supposedly killed herself, drowned herself in the lake. Now the other story goes an unmarried woman decided to hide her pregnancy from her family. Once the baby was born, she supposedly disposed the baby into the lake and then drowned herself. Both tales can be both. I mean, I've heard both of them growing up. And then now at night, supposedly, uh, if you have go there at the right time of the night or the night times when the, it's kind of that misty day, that misty moment. You might have a stranger walking up to you and asking you, have you seen my baby? Have you seen my baby? Or you might just see a silhouette of somebody floating across the lake either going towards you or going towards somewhere. Now, another rumor has it where if you're a family and you have a stroller or you're with your kids and you're walking around Stow Lake, supposedly she tugs the stroller or tugs the baby to fall into the lake. It's a rumor. It's one of those things that You don't know if it's true or not, and I don't want to find out if it is true. I did go to Stow Lake a few times, Golden Gate Park. If you guys don't know, is my favorite park when it comes to vlogging. It's my favorite park here in San Francisco. There's so many things to do. This story, again, urban legend, far fetched, whether it's true or not. It's one of those stories that whenever you go to Golden Gate Park, You always gotta ask yourself, is the lady in white real? Now again, that's one of those urban legends. You guys believe it or not? I believe it. I believe it's something, one of the two stories that happened there. It's one of those things that it could have happened, whether it happened there, I'm not sure. But I have a feeling it did happen. I have a feeling it did. See? These these sound effects, these Halloween sound effects really freak me out. We're going to go with another urban legend, another haunted story here in San Francisco. Now we're going to leave Golden Gate Park. There's a lot of stories in Golden Gate Park. We're not going to stick with Golden Gate Park too long. I'm going to change this and we're going to do this. Halloween theme by John Carpenter's Halloween. But we're going to go to the Pacific Heights neighborhood, a famous hotel that used to be a house called the Queen Anne Hotel. It's a well-preserved 1890s Victorian house. could be a boutique-style hotel. The Queen Anne began, the girl, it started as a girls' boarding school back in the 1800s. The institution was run by Mary Lake, the mistress of San Francisco, Silver Baron, the Knob Hill, James Fair. But the story goes Mary mysteriously disappeared around 1896. Right when the Academy decided to close. Modern day guests of the hotel swear they hear a spirit still present welcoming visitors. Mainly on the fourth floor, which they have, they, I think they said was Mary's office. The hotel workers claim to feel cold chills in room 410. And every now and then, guest in room 410... Especially couples will feel the foot of their bed, someone tugging on the sheets, someone tugging on the blankets. So, whether it's Mary Lake, and again, if you guys don't know the story, Mary Lake supposedly got pregnant. She was a mistress, she ran this boarding school, and then she died. Don't know, I don't think she ever had the baby after she got pregnant. And after she died, the boarding school was closed. She still decided to stay in that boarding school. Well, now it's a boutique style hotel. So if you ever decide to stay at the Queen Anne Hotel, you ever decide to stay room 410, just be aware that Mary Lake might still be in that hotel. She might still be walking around. She might still be behind you. Now, we're going to keep a lot of these ghost stories more within San Francisco. I know there's a lot of hauntings within the Bay Area, but we're going to keep this San Francisco and Ghost-tober again, Halloween is around the corner. And we're just going to try to make sure that if you guys don't know any of the ghost stories or any of the stories here in San Francisco. You're going to know by the end of this podcast. But the next haunted story we're going to talk about is San Francisco's Curran Theater, located on Geary and we're going to go all the way back to November 28th, 1933, a box office attendant by the name of Hewlett Tar was shot and killed after an attempted robbery during a screening of Showboat. What makes it even worse was Hewlett Tarr was supposed to get married that weekend. He already spoke to his father in law to be, already got the permission to marry his wife or his fiance. Never got to make it to that wedding, never even got to say goodbye to his fiance. But now, a lot of people who visit the current theater to watch shows will sometimes see an attendant walking around wearing 1930s clothes. Some people don't even realize the history of the current theater. Or don't even realize that there, there was a murder there in the 30s. So when they see this person walking around in 1930s clothes, they think it's part of the act. They think hewlett Tower is one of the employees there, but what they don't realize is this poor young man got killed before he can say his vows, so now instead of living his life, enjoying his life, he walks the halls of the current theater, why? the last place he stayed, that's the last place he was, wasn't able to leave that area. Spirit must be lost, the spirit must be just there, just trying to find that uneasy rest that the poor man had to deal with. But again, the current theater here in San Francisco, it's one of those urban legend places. We don't know. Is it haunted? Is it not haunted? We don't know. We don't know. But another haunted location here in San Francisco, or, again, Urban Legend Hauntings. We're going to go all the way west of San Francisco, west on Geary Boulevard, till you hit... Hoyt Lobos, Sutro Baths, 1896, Adolph Sutro, the mayor of San Francisco, wanted to open a bathhouse, had a freshwater pool, six saltwater pools, there was swing rings, springboards and water slides, dressing rooms, amphitheaters. He wanted to go all out. He wanted to go all out for this. After the fires in 1966, after the failed reopening, there's rumors going around right now that if you go there a certain time at night, you can hear... People still talking, people still laughing like they're playing in the pool or playing in the water. Now, a lot of people think maybe that's just the sound of the waves that's hitting that area. Could be. Could be. But then when you walk through the tunnels that takes you from one end of Sutra baths out to the other end, You see or hear what sounds like evil voices. You hear what sounds like people chanting. Some people might even be crying. You hear all these things that you cannot explain. You're not sure if this is something that happened there or if it's something that's something that's unexplainable you don't know what it is is it the ghost from the 1966 fires there was some deaths is it people who enjoy the bath so much that they don't want to leave what is it what could it be? What could we be hearing when we're over there? What could we be experiencing when we're there? And again, there's a lot, a lot of stories. Could be the people that's still enjoying the pool, the people who still want the pool back, or it could be Anything, anything. Now in this next one, this next story, this one actually ties in with two, two different stories, two different stories. A lot of these, this story is either going to be told or was told by some cab drivers and a couple of San Francisco police officers. Now, again, these two stories that I'm about to tell you, these two myths, urban legends, they tie in together. So bear with me on this story. So the story goes, 2, 3 in the morning, a cabbie sees a little girl walking around looking Aimlessly lost. Cabby wants to do the right thing. Cabby says, hey, can we give you a ride home? Are you lost? Little girl hands him a little note. It has an address on that note. And the address is 1 Lorraine Court. And if you're familiar with San Francisco, you know where these streets are but you don't really know what the building is. So the cabbie takes the little girl in the back seat, drives the little girl to one Lorraine Court. As he's driving, he's trying to conversate with the little girl, looking over the rear view mirror to see if the little girl's there, and the little girl's just staring out the window. No name, no description. We just know it's a little girl. As soon as the cabbie's about two, three minutes away, turns a corner, getting ready to turn into one Lorraine Court. Looks in his rearview mirror again, and the little girl is gone. Cabbie thinks. What's going on the little girl was just here what am i imagining what's going on here drives down lorraine court which becomes a dead end because one lorraine court is a neptune society the columbarium where they have ashes from floor to ceiling all the way up Cabby gets a little nervous. He's starting to think Did I just witness a ghost? Or am I seeing things? Cabby looks at his hand and sees that he still has the note that says one Lorraine Court. So now the cabby knows he did. He did see something. He did see a person. A person was in their cab. And the person just needed to get home. Now I said, this goes for two. It goes for cabbies. And there's a couple of San Francisco police officers off the records that witness the same experience also. Same story. They get a call of a little girl wandering the streets, wee hours of the morning. They go there to go get that little girl, little girl's not talking. She hands them a note and it says one Lorraine court. They bring her to one Lorraine court and before they can even make that turn into Lorraine court, little girl's gone. Little girl is disappeared. And if you guys don't know what the Neptune Society used to be called the Oddfellow Cemetery, that whole area used to be a cemetery. Neoclassic architectural that remains the very last non-denominational resting place within the city limits. Has nice, colorful walls. When you go in there you feel this you feel this thin air that's just there Ghost sightings occur so often that the caretakers they just simply shrug their shoulders and say hey that's what we signed up for But one really famous encounter deals with a lady who felt A ghostly hand on her back. Later on she finds out there was nobody there. But when she takes off her shirt, she sees an imprint of a hand. It happens. So you have the little girl. You have the lady who likes to grab people. Two stories, I said. Two different stories. One area that deals with the same little girl. Now, whether it's that little girl that's grabbing people, whether it's not, we'll find out. I guess we'll find out and see. Sticking to San Francisco, we're gonna go in the middle of the bay. Pretty much one of San Francisco's famous tourist attractions. Well known for a couple of guys who supposedly escaped and made their way. Different story, different podcast for that. Alcatraz Island. Alcatraz Prison is probably one of San Francisco's most haunted areas here in San Francisco. So haunted that the film crew, Ghost Hunters, decided to come out here and film a couple episodes. Al Capone, The Birdman, everybody here Who's witnessed or stayed or even visited Alcatraz has seen or felt some ghostly encounters. I'm going to share one with you guys where it's a park ranger that's patrolling Alcatraz. And if you guys don't know, Alcatraz is run by the park official going Park, and they have to do their rounds 24-7, so even at night when they know no one should be there, they just want to make sure that no one tries to sneak their way in, try to make sure that no one's trying to walk around the island, walk around the cells, walk around the prison, so they do their rounds. They Walk around and make sure that there's nobody that's supposed to be there. This one foggy night in San Francisco, one of the park rangers is walking around doing his normal patrols, where he hears a whistle coming down from one of the cell blocks. He knows it's only him in that building, he knows there's no one else there. Gets a little suspicious walks pretty fast down that hallway, down that cell block. As he gets to that cell block, he hears the whistle getting louder and louder, so he knows he's getting close to whoever's supposed to be there. In this corridor, he sees a light. The light is flickering. So now he's thinking maybe maybe it's someone trying to fix the light. He turns the corner, he looks, he sees the light flickering, but the whistling has stopped. Nobody's whistling. He hears no whistle anymore. The whistling and the light that's flickering just stops. He calls it in, he radios and says, there's nobody here. Whistling's over. As he turns around to walk away, he decides to look over his shoulders one last time. He sees the light flickering again. And then he hears the whistling again. That's one haunted area here in San Francisco. With that, again... You can visit if you like, but you probably can't visit there during the evening hours without permission. But you could if you like. I wouldn't do it. Not me. Not me at all. We're gonna head over to Sutro Forest. Cause it's now it's known for Sutro Forest back in 1904 the forest had a dark sinister place Sutra Forest was known as a suicide forest people would go in there depressed no money and they would hang themselves from one of the tree it's kind of like Japan's famous suicide forest. But here we had our Sutro suicide forest. They made it to a point where the officials had to say, you cannot do this anymore. You cannot go there and try to kill yourself anymore. But today, people would see either someone hanging from the tree. And as they look up and look a little closer, they'll notice that it's gone. They'll hear footsteps walking behind them or in front of them as they walk through the trails of Su- or Sutro Forest. They won't, They don't know if there's somebody really there or they don't know if it's not real. And from this day on, I went up to that forest once to do a vlog to talk about the West Coast Suicide Forest. It's eerie. If you go there on one of those days where it's nice, misty, and foggy, like it usually is here in San Francisco. You'll see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Erie. 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 Now we're going to talk about Cameron House in Chinatown. Do you guys know the story of the Cameron House? It's kind of a scary story. Back in the 1800s, the building served as a safe house are female Chinese immigrants. At the turn of the century, only Chinese men were allowed to come to America to obtain jobs. Chinese women were forced and snuck into the city. But it was the Linda Cameron who took these women in and took advantage of their vulnerable situations But disaster struck when the locals set the house on fire. The house eventually was rebuilt later on, but there was a lot of people that perished in that house. A lot of people died during that fire. After they rebuilt the house, they would feel presence, they would hear crying, they would hear, sometimes even laughing, just walking down a certain hallway. They don't know if it's Dolinda. They don't know if it's any of the females that's that died, the Chinese immigrants that died. But that house remains one of the most haunted haunted areas here in San Francisco. It's kind of it's kind of eerie and scary. If you ever look or see where that is, it's not a nice place to look at. Now, if you guys know, San Francisco is probably one of the most haunted cities in America. I'm not going to go like Boston If you go to Boston, you see the zip codes in Boston all still starts with zero. Because there was a lot of things that happened in Boston. A lot of things that happened in the East Coast. But San Francisco in the 1800s, when San Francisco was becoming a city of its own, people who started to build their homes on this promised land because of the gold, because of the railroad. People don't realize... There are ghosts everywhere you look in San Francisco. We can go to the Presidio. used to be a military fort. They had some people that were living there for the longest times who all they heard was people chanting, people crying, footsteps everywhere. Presidio is probably one of the most haunted areas here in San Francisco. When I go back to Golden Gate Park, after the 1906 earthquake, Golden Gate Park was used as a refugee camp for people who lost their homes during the 1906 earthquake. It was also used as a a refugee camp during World War II, before they can move the Japanese into a permanent place, people died in Golden Gate Park? Of course they have. If you see how big Golden Gate Park is, can Golden Gate Park be a suicide force like Sutro? I'm pretty sure it has. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you'll, you know, you don't hear this in the news. You don't hear any of that stuff in the news. But I'm pretty sure there's a couple of ghost sightings. One famous ghost sighting in Golden Gate Park is an officer that drives up and down John F. Kennedy Drive. When you first look at his car, you think, that's not a real car, or that's not a new police car. You think it's a vintage police car, because that's exactly what it is. It's a vintage. Police car. The police officer will pull you over, ask you for your license and registration, give you a ticket for going five miles over the speed limit. He'll tell you this is what you have to pay, or you can contest it in court. The people who decide to contest it in court will go to court, traffic court. They'll explain to the judge why they were going fast. They'll look at the badge number. The judge will tell them, is this a joke? Are you guys joking? This officer has been dead for over 60 years. Where did you get this badge number? Couldn't you at least find a badge number that, of an officer that was, already, that was still alive? But you know, deep down inside, you know deep down inside, that officer pulled you over at Golden Gate Park. That officer gave you a speeding ticket. That officer is no longer here of the ghost stories you hear a lot Golden Gate Park and this can happen during the day most of it that I've heard happened at night so be careful when you drive or decide to drive through Golden Gate Park be careful but again San Francisco just alone is a haunted area San Francisco The Chambers Mansion, built in 1887, Victorian-style home. People would be there, and they would dress to the T. They would be the most classiest people in the world. But now the owners of the house had to hire a psychic because they would notice that on one of the floors... There's a lady or a girl that's walking around. Sometimes crying. Sometimes laughing. They had to get a psychic. That's how scary that was. They, they, they bought a house. Probably a million dollar house. And then you didn't realize that with that million dollar house, there was a person already there living with you. That's been there before you. So San Francisco is always, always notorious for haunted locations. San Francisco is so haunted that they even offer a ghost tour. There's a lot of ghost stories that I missed. But these ones that I've told you, these ones that I've touched on, are probably the most famous ones. And again, most of them are urban legends. Urban legends I'll go back to the Stowe Lake. I'll go back to the Stowe Lake area. Golden Gate Park is a man-made park with a man-made lake they put they build houses around the park. Now my theory is parents came up with this story so their kids wouldn't wander in the park late at night so their kids wouldn't say. Let's go to the park and let's go skip rocks at Stow Lake. So someone back then told the story and said, Hey, somebody died there. And it's a lady dressed in white, walking around looking for her kids or her kid. Now, if you're a child back then and you hear this story... You don't want to walk around the park by yourself. You don't even want to walk around there with your friends. Even during the day, Stow Lake is scary. Urban legend? Maybe. Stow Lake is not deep enough for someone to drown in. It's not. Unless you're a baby and you can't swim. But I believe Stow Lake is probably, if not waist high, then it's chest high. So it's probably not deep enough for anyone to drown in. But again, I'm not going to go in that water. It doesn't look clean. Not with all the ducks that are walking around there. But Golden Gate Park, Presidio, anywhere downtown San Francisco, the Queen Anne Hotel, any of these old mansions in the Pacific Heights neighborhood, even as early as 1989 when we had the big Loma Prieta earthquake here. There was a lot, few dozen people that died over in the marina. And I'm pretty sure their spirits are still wandering around the marina. I'm pretty sure their unrested spirits are still walking around trying to find out what happened. Because one minute you're here the next minute you're not so it does does make you wonder if San Francisco is haunted and yes San Francisco is one of the haunted most haunted cities here in America it is it is now, for you guys who are deciding to go trick or treating, taking your kids to go trick or treating, I just say stay safe, be careful. Remember that there's still a coronavirus, there's still COVID 19. Stay safe, be careful. And before you guys start asking, are any of these stories you just mentioned true? Yes, they are. They're true. These are true urban San Francisco legends that I just all told you about. Urban legends. That Neptune Society that I talked to you about, the One Lorraine Court. Or Rossi Swimming Pool is, Arguello, Anza, Balboa. All of that area used to be cemetery. All of that area used to be cemetery before a realtor decided let's take all these bodies and let's move them to Coma. Let's undig all these bodies that we dug up. And let's move them all to coma. So you could be one of those spirits who is resting uneasy because you were moved. Because you didn't want to be moved. And not that long ago, they just found after a couple was restoring their house. When they dug into the ground, they found a little casket of a little girl. That's been there since the 1800s. They had to find her family so they can put her with her family. So you got to think, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Golf Course here in San Francisco used to be a cemetery. It used to be the terminus road that led straight to that cemetery. So you think, is San Francisco haunted? Yes, it is. Sometimes when you're driving in the middle of the night, you think you see somebody walking. You think it's a police car that's pulling you over and you realize it's not. It's because it's haunted. It's haunted. I shared with you guys last week my ghost stories experience that happened here in the Bay Area. And a lot of them, a lot of them are true. A lot of them are true. You guys were asking, which ghost story was fake in your podcast last week or the last podcast you did about talking ghost stories? Which podcast was real or which one was fake? Because I told you guys to pick the one that's not real. So for you guys who picked the second one, you guys are all correct. The second one isn't real. The painting is real. The painting of the grandmother, the grandmother's house, those were real. She really did paint in the wall. She really wanted, she really did want her family Her family tree, I'm trying to find some good scary sound effects. I'm getting all these crazy ones. She really wanted to put her family and immortalize her family in a painting. So she did that by painting a forest, Chinese forest. It was a nice painting, but we would always go there and mess around and say, what if someone was standing behind this tree? What if one day we come here and we realize, why is it all these people? So I decided, let's freak you guys out a little bit. Let's tell you guys a fib. But everything else from that ghost story from the last podcast I did before this one, everything else is real. Everything else is real. Makes you want to go... But again, if you guys are going to plan on doing some kind of trick-or-treating, some kind of Halloweening, be safe, stay safe, keep the kids safe. Make sure you double-check your candies, your goodies. Make sure you clean them extra clean. Make sure you do whatever you have to do to keep you and your family safe. Again, there is still a coronavirus. There's still something going on out there. So you got to make sure that that's safe, you're safe. The family that you have is safe. Clean the candies. Wipe them down. Do whatever you have to do. Keep everybody safe. That's the only thing I can say to you guys. I'm not going to tell you to not trick or treat. I'm not going to tell you that you should trick or treat. But what I can tell you, whatever you do, stay safe doing it. Stay safe doing it. That's going to do it for this podcast. Another episode of the podcast will come out once a week. I'm trying to do one twice a week, but one's going to come out once a week from what it looks like. If you guys haven't followed me on this daily podcast with Eric B, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. here, Either here on the Anchor app, the Apple podcast app, the Google podcast app, Spotify, Breaker. All these podcasts that we have, subscribe to there. So you know that whenever The Daily Podcast with Eric B. comes out, you're notified. They let you know that I'm putting a podcast out. Also, if you haven't followed me on The Ordinary Joe's Podcast, go ahead and follow me on that. We put out a podcast every week as well. We'll talk about everything and anything. We talked about the bad sequels made. We're going to be moving forward and talking about good sequels made in the next up-and-coming podcast but go ahead and follow me on that podcast as well. A couple other podcasts, "Men A Few Words podcast, Woken Up Woke podcast. Just a couple podcasts that we're keeping it within our bubble of podcasts. Follow those podcasts. Listen to the podcast. It's totally different. And it's cool to listen to if you want to just enjoy everything that you have to listen to. But until next week, I'm going to say everybody stay safe. Happy Halloween, and don't forget to turn your clocks back because it's daylight savings this week. But until next week, everyone have a great Halloween. Again, stay safe. Do what you got to do, but until then, the podcast has ended. Thanks for listening, guys. Go in peace. Yes, this is from Halloween. Everybody have a safe and scary Halloween. Don't forget to vote. your Clock's back an hour behind. She doesn't want to do it.